Falling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Now they might actually take a Q-tip and swab your cheek for your DNA so oh. they can put it in a database. The problem with this program is it would be really easy to fake. All you got to do is put somebody else's DNA in your mouth. Commence primary ignition. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say... Awesome. Yeah, I got him to say it. That was the audio I thought I lost. Yeah. And then I found it because I as soon as I we finished like messing with the microphones, I'm like, I, I should convert this. To that was awesome. It. So they said it at two separate times, so I just layered it. That was really awesome. So. Um, I guess the big question that um we have this week is um what why did we both get the same haircut? I don't know. <laughs> when did when did you get yours done? I did this Friday? Oh, no, I got mine today. Maybe. So did you just, is it shaved? Is it completely? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bought a razor and. You just picked it. Yeah. Take your hat off again. Oh, you got the mic, the headset right. on. But, oh, wow, that's pretty. Because yeah. mine's, I did, I had the, the lady like buzz it, but like a one. Oh, like a okay. one on the yeah. thing, so. Yeah, I shaved it down yesterday, so it's just a little tiny bit. So, I don't know, it's not bad. No, it looks good. It is interesting to see how much oil you get on your scalp during the course of a day. Just naturally. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean like standing over a deep fryer. Or yeah. Anything. But it feels a lot cleaner and it actually forces me to take better care of my face. Yeah. Because I, I have no hair to hide behind. <laughs> so. What made you decide? Because you typically have pretty long hair. Yeah. And I cut off a lot of long hair. Yeah. And I almost left like a, a mullet in the back. Yeah, just, just in the back. Just in the, Yeah. Just enough to make people go, what the fuck was exactly. he thinking? Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Last time I did it was like 20 years ago, and I'm like, uh, uh, I just want to do it. I was always, I've only been doing this for about six or seven years, like going this short. I yeah. was always like, I had a, I, I had a haircut. I used to yeah. tell, um, God, there was this one woman that I went to who she teased me mercilessly because <laughs> she was super hot. Yeah. And, um, I told her, I said, I want there to be, I want it, you know, kind of styled, but I wanted it, I want just enough to grab. And she, you know, she's <laughs> like, all right, let's, let's see how this is. And the first time she like sits on my lap and with both hands kind of like grabs my head and just like, there's just enough to grab. I'm like, you're a bitch. Why are you killing me like this? So, um, yeah. So, um, but, and I've always, and every year I'm just like, I'm going to go all the way down. I'm going to shave it. I'm going to shave it. And then I pussy out. It but. just takes a little while. I guess the, the more you shave it, the easier it gets. Yeah. 
So, so, and they have those. Like, did you just use a regular razor? I went they, out. I went out and bought a brand new one. Yeah, just just for my my head. Because I guess those ones that they have them, they sort of like this sort they, of a yeah, circle little, that they round wheels on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, and they just sort of fit in the palm of your hand, and you just yeah run it over. So yeah, I just that's kind of cool. I just think it's a neat little idea. Yeah, I shave in the shower. Yeah, because there's the hot water yeah. there. Why bother with right. the sink? So. Like I just I just feel my head and I feel for any spot and I can do that yeah. and it's not like my neck or my face where if I shave too much in one spot I'll I'll break out yeah so that was that was luck that I found that out yeah. <laughs> so I don't know we'll see I'll probably do this for a little while and then let it all grow back in I don't know now uh, the they they told me to put my hair back on. After I cut it, they did not like. Really? Then my girls did not like the the haircut. Now they tell everybody I look like Gru. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, today. Um, so that's fun. I got Cole <laughs> was home for maybe. I picked him up from school. Yeah. Um, we got home. We brought Lily across the street to yoga. Okay. Then he and I went to the supermarket. We're yeah. spending all this time together, right? Right. We go back home. We get in the car. We go pick up Olivia from band. We get home. We're home for like a half an hour. Yeah. He comes in. He goes, hey, I like your haircut. <laughs> I just noticed. I'm like, dude, it's been like an hour and a half. He's like, sorry, my mind is elsewhere. And he turns around and walks away. So his mind was on his new video game because uh. he, he had his focus group. Oh, what did he get? He got the video game he got was on uh, Donkey Kong Returns okay. for the Wii, huh. um, and it's Donkey Kong Land Returns, something like that. Yeah. And uh, he loves it; he's having a great time with it. Good. And uh, but the focus group was was awesome. They were like throwing ideas at them for new Lego sets. Huh. So um, and they they said, hey, you know, just be honest with us. What do you think is good, and what do you think isn't good? And right. Cole had no problem whatsoever telling them that, no, I think that this one is lame. And <laughs> there was another one that was really cool. Yeah. Um, did he get his Lego set? He did. And, okay. and there was a big Lego. It was like a big, the box is like this big. Everybody okay. see this? This big. Yeah. So yeah. it's about the same size as my cock. Yeah. No, it's huge. That's what you call your car. Sorry. Yeah. It's... um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, and of course, you know, I get home and I just like, oh, what's the number? And I look it up online. Right, it's like fifty, sixty dollars set. What is it? What's so it from? it's it's a, the ninja set. Oh, it's okay. a fortress kind of thing. Oh, not bad. So, but huh. the instruction set had like a middle section missing, oh. and a buddy of his who did it like the next day. Yeah, because he's a little bit older. Right. Um, the same problem with his instructions. Oh. So I went online and I was going to print them, but they're all in color. I printed two pages. I'm like, I have no fucking ink left. <laughs> Cole, this will be on the computer. You do this exactly. in the dining room. Run back and forth. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, but he was, you know, he was very, very excited. And he said, Dad, thank you so much for mm. telling me about the focus group. And I really appreciate it. And I got my game and all nice. that. So he's, you know, it was good for him. Yeah. You know, it was an interesting experience, you know. Get right, the, he's getting paid for the game, right? He got paid. Or, he oh, got he got paid, paid and then he, he bought got paid, the game. He got paid, bought the game, right. and he got this set. So he basically right. made like 125 bucks. Yeah. for two hours. Not bad. So... Where did he have to go for the focus group? Framing him. Oh, that's not that bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. No. Cost you $45 in gas. Exactly. So that's fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was, there was uh, 
was his highlight. So good for him. I was, yeah. I was really happy yeah. for him. And he had a great time. And it's just kind of a different thing for a kid to do. And right. he's looking forward to next year when the set, you know, that he thinks was great. It was like this animals set kind of thing. Okay. So, um, you know, he says, oh, when that comes out, I hope I can, you know, get one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lego should focus to a group a, a lot more of their sets. Like some of the Star Wars ones that I see, and I'm like, why would you make a hover car to break Zero the Hut out of prison? That just doesn't make sense. And then you're gonna price it at forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Like I like the 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 half circle Jedi like diplomatic fighter oh, that yeah. lands the wings folded. Oh yeah, yeah, that we, one, yeah. That's a good set. Yeah, we got that one. But like the other one, it was boring. I heard that um, they might do another Death Star set that's got really? like fifty figures. Jeez. It would th- the thing would have to cost like six hundred bucks because the one that's yeah. not like I supposed to be bigger. I don't understand why Lego costs so much. Don't I really know. don't. I really don't get it. I think some of the Star Wars stuff because of licensing, they probably have to pay a pretty penny just yeah, to. But use Lego's the thing. always been expensive, so yeah, because they can be. Yeah, that's true. People, eh. pay, I mean, they're just, you know, they're worth it, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. You know, he gets yeah. a million hours of playtime, and right. I've never seen a broken Lego. I mean, really. God knows I've stepped on enough of them. No, no, they are resilient, especially embedded in the ball of your foot. Yeah. <sighs> so. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So we had a good time. So uh, what I said about uh, Two and a Half Men happened. That it shut down. They fired him. Yeah, like, and he's like, "I'm going to collect billions of dollars." Yeah, no, he's he going to be dead in six months. I don't think he'll be dead in six months. I, okay, uh, maybe not six months. He's going to wish he was dead within a year. Yeah, he's gonna. He has lost his fucking mind. Something. I, I'm wondering. Something snapped. I'm wondering if it, how much of it's an act because he's like quoting shit from like Chuck Norris websites. Oh, he's crazy. One of his quotes was, I don't sleep, I wait. Yeah. And that's a Chuck Norris thing. <laughs> it's like, next he's going to, I can slam a revolving door. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. I can drink a gallon of milk in three seconds. <laughs> that's your favorite one. I love that one. <laughs> Another one of my favorites is Chuck Norris can shoot down an airplane by pointing at it with his finger and saying, bang. Yeah. <laughs> that one's good. Um but I yeah, just, the, I just like the, the the milk one just fucking cracked me up because you just picture him with a gallon of milk. Oh, that shit's funny. I didn't bring beer tonight. Uh, Sorry, I wasn't home before this. That's all right. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. They're saying just replace him with somebody like him. Do you see what Drew Carey said about him? No. It's like there's a hundred guys out there with, that that could act like him on that show. Yeah. Which basically Drew Carey just said there's nothing special about him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he wanted he wanted um he wanted to go from two to three million per episode. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. And then he said that HBO is gonna give him a series. He's and gonna, they're gonna No no no, what's really funny is they HBO I think um I think I heard this. Did you listen did you hear Hollywood Babylon? No, no. I think yet. I heard it from there where they said that uh yeah, he said that he's got a a, a deal with uh going with uh, to develop a show on HBO, and they're going to pay him $5 million an episode. And HBO was like, um, no. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't I don't know. His agent quit. Yeah. It's he's like, like, fuck People this. are getting away from him like he's the fucking Black Death. Oh, my God. It's really, really fucking crazy. 
Yeah. But again, I feel bad for like like the the rest of the cast, right? They're making a shitload of money, whatever. But it's the crew. It's like the PAs. Yeah, but the, you know, I was thinking about that. And if they're a good crew and they're on that show, they can move on to something else. Something else will have to take its place. Yeah, probably. So and, and I just can, hope they can that, move along to that. You know, whatever comes up now, I hope that they can find because they're just victims. Well, they're all this. union guys, so yeah. there, there's some. There's got to be something written into the contract. Well, I about think that they're going to get. And, you know, the you know Chuck Lorre is going to pay him for the next four episodes. That would worth, that would make sense. So, yeah, um, yeah, because they should have some money banked. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so. I, you know what? Fucking, they said Charlie Sheen's um, his salary alone. For the last four episodes, could fuel two more seasons yeah. of the show. So, so it'll be really interesting for me. <laughs> for me, like I don't, I don't care who they get, but for me, it's, I will watch whoever they put on just because he's not there. I'll yeah. watch the first few. Episodes I'll watch the first few episodes just to see what they say about where he is. Yeah, just to see what they do with the story. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be really, really funny if. They bring him back as like some some totally different actor. Yeah. And they explain it away that he was drinking, was in a horrible, disfiguring accident. Yeah. And this is what he looks like reconstructed. You know what? Or, or that would be hilarious. He was killed by a warlock. <laughs> it's gotta be something, but I can see He was poisoned by tiger blood. <laughs> <laughs> he got he caught an infectious disease from Tiger Woods blood. Yeah, exactly. Right? Tiger blood. Yeah, it's called AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um but I can see I can see them being a little bit like vengeful and like 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 they did with MASH, where it's like, oh, he didn't pull out, he didn't pull up pull up or whatever it was uh, with the plane. Like, oh, he killed himself. Because <laughs> he realized how miserable his life was. Something. I think I think yeah. there's gonna be some snide little fuck you to him. Yeah. That's he's just... calling people all kinds of names. Oh, he is burning. He's looking for bridges to burn. He's building bridges really? and, and burning them really? at the same time. And you know how I, I true like it's just like like someone like um Martin Sheen. Yeah. It's just like, oh man. Can you imagine what Emilio Estevez is doing? He's like, come on, Mighty Ducks 4. Yeah, I know. Please give me something. <laughs> but you know Emilio Estevez he, he directs stuff and he does stuff so yeah he does you know so he's just like um wow fucking Thanksgiving is gonna be weird this year but I've seen pictures like like as the days go on at Charlie Sheen and he's looking wrecked. oh yeah like there is nothing winner about him no at actually all. no wow I don't I don't know I had something else I was gonna say and oh I totally he's just forgot fucking losing his mind it's it's really interesting and i can't figure out why i care well you know what it is it's not so much that i mean i care i don't know the guy but it's it's an interesting thing to watch someone just totally like (laughs) like and 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 it's all (laughs) completely it's all completely his doing yeah you know there's abs it's just like like watching this car crash yeah. without any other cars around and it's just one guy and, <laughs> All of a and there's the a little and there's a little exactly, it's just the little section of a wall and yeah. he's doing everything in his power to hit that wall yeah. like okay i'm gonna go over here i'm gonna smash into these people and do some work to them there's no <laughs> other cars around i'm just gonna run over people but i'm gonna hit that wall yeah oh and it's just like and really you just it's like dude what the 
fuck? I don't understand. Like, where's his family in all this? Why aren't? Why isn't? Why isn't the father? I mean, who knows? I mean, in? who knows? I I don't know. There's there's probably a lot more going on behind the scenes. I don't know. Of course there is, but the thing is, you get to a point like this. I mean, Charlie Sheen is what mid to late forties, right? His, yeah, his, yeah. his, you know, his dad calls and said, ah, Charlie, you know, you better cut this shit out. Yeah. Come on. He's on such a fucking trail. He's being like, fuck you, dad. You have 11 heads. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go, go get thrown off a building. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. It really is. You know, and then you know what? He'll be like, oh, the president of the United States called me and told me to stop doing my shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Do you see all the? Uh, this is this this is so stupid. The witches in Salem were all pissed off that he was like talking about warlocks and magic oh, and Jesus shit. Christ. So it, if if that community wants to be taken seriously in any aspect, <laughs> you got to stop jumping on every little thing. Oh like that. my god, that was like when when Al, albinos got upset because of <laughs> with the, the Opus fucking, Day. <laughs> yeah, with fucking Da Vinci Code. <laughs> They're portraying albinos in a negative light. Did you ever see? They're making albinos seem freakish. Did you ever, um, and what you what, know? And what about the the um, Eastern European white men association <laughs> that are like, why are we always bad guys? Every Bond movie. Just because I have metal teeth doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. <laughs> They're getting like, really on. tired of Nazis being painted a horrible light in Hollywood. You know, it's been <laughs> it's, 60, like, it's been sixty years, seventy years. Come on. You know, back up a bit. <laughs> like, how many times are albinos actually put in anything? Yeah, exactly. If for no other reason than to be put in a. Oh wait, I think I just light. made their argument for them. <laughs> the next all albino movie. Hmm. That'd be great. Whiteout. Oh. <laughs> it's Terrible. set in the Arctic. Terrible. <laughs> Where is everybody? <laughs> No, they could see their eyes because they're red. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, wait, those are mice. They're the only ones who didn't get shot in the American Revolution. (laughs) (laughs) That's history joke, kids. That's funny. So Washington was an albino. (laughs) Exactly. All right. No idea where we just went. Wow. (sighs) Anyway, so I saw... um, Rango. Yeah, I don't want to know too much. Awesome. But it was good. Really good. I really liked it. It was um it would fall under one of those categories of a um a a grown up movie that's animated and uh that kids will like too. My nope. son laughed his fucking head off. Good. Who made it? What what studio was that? Uh it was Nickelodeon made it. Wow. Gore Verbinski was one of the writers oh, yeah, and yeah, directed yeah. it. Um Roger Deakins was the cinematographer on it. Why do I know that name? He did uh, Social Network. He's done a ton of stuff. Oh, okay. He's like big, okay. big cinematographer guy. Um, it you, was really, uh, really good. Nice. You know what's going to be fucking terrible? What? Mars Needs Mom. Yes, it is. I was having that a conversation. That animation looks fucking creepy. I was having a conversation with my wife yesterday. I'm like, how in God's name do you let shitty character design ugly character design get through to it's a finished that, product like robert who does it robert zemeckis, zemeckis? yeah oh, i don't know like, if he's okay involved i need in that, to make freaky looking animated kids but it's ugly it is ugly. did you did you submit your um 
for our fantasy movie no, I mogul thing. Yeah, I'm in third place now. By the way, I know I'm in fourth. I think or fifth. Yes, you are. But no, I have fourth. like three movies coming out: Sucker Punch and Battle L.A. Yeah. So I think uh, my next one is Rio. That's not bad. That's gonna do well. I think. <clears throat> what do, What do you think? Uh, Mars needs moms is gonna make opening weekend. Mm. Like, what would your bid be? Because I already put mine in. So when I is can't. it? It opens this weekend. I think so. With Rango still out. Rango's still out. Adjustment Bureau is still out. Um, Rango did really well over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I'd say that Mars Needs Moms is going to do 11. Okay. Maybe. I said nine and a half. 12. Yeah, maybe. So. Because you figure, you know, Rango will do like 20, 22. Yeah, I could see that. You know. Yeah, once word of mouth spreads around, it'll, the drop off I don't think will be that bad. So, but Mars um, needs moms is going to IMAX. Uh, Just because it's his IMAX kids doesn't mean it's good. Well, well, I mean that's yeah, that's why it'll make a it'll make a little bit more money because the yeah. ticket price is higher. Yeah, yeah, but not much. I think this is this is the the pointed part of the year where the IMAX crowd. <laughs> That works at the theaters is like, all right, good, we get a break. It's like, man, because the it's Polar it's, Express looking oh, sons of bitches in that movie. It's Mars, and then it's Sucker Punch right after that. Yeah. So, you know, they need a they need a break. <laughs> Sucker Punch looks fun. It does. It you looks like what? it makes makes no sense, and it looks like it is geared exactly towards things that are relevant to my interests. Yes. But that's fine. I um I. I finally finished watching uh, Bitch Slap. Oh, okay. I never, I never got past the first twenty-five minutes. Maybe it is so fucking. It's like it's really. What's really amazing yeah. is that there's very little. There's less nudity than you would think. Okay, um, that's probably but one. The reason women are why definitely hot. Watching the de- the women are definitely hot. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like the story is so fucking like what. What? Yeah, from the beginning, uh, it did look kind of so, ridiculous. But you know what it is? It's fun. It's, yeah, I'd call it fun cheese. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could, I, I got that out of the the little bit I saw. Yeah, I'll so watch it. It's um, it's one of those things that you come in, you turn the TV on manually, and then you sit down <laughs> far away, like, and you sit down on the couch, but the yep. remote's over there. Oh yeah, and you're like, fuck it. All right, maybe I'll just fall asleep yeah yeah <laughs> um ah. and i think a big part of it is that you end up watching it just to see which one of the three main women characters you get to see naked yeah so yeah. um it's like oh, let's put it down well i'll wait five more minutes maybe right. there's some boobies maybe but no 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 so um what else did i watch i watched a movie called rubber yeah? It's about a killer tire. Really? Seriously. A sentient telekinetic killer tire. Wow. It was better than I thought it was going to be. The Michelin man is pissed. There's a little too much breaking the fourth wall kind of stuff, like weird for weird sake yeah. and subplot that's thrown in because- uh, Some dude looks and goes, it's a fucking tire. Well, yeah. Basically, the movie starts out with uh, all these chairs on a desert road. And a guy standing there with twenty, like twenty pairs of binoculars, and this car comes out and it, it taps every chair and knocks every chair down. Wooden chairs, like dining room table chairs. Okay. And the car stops, and a deputy gets out of the trunk, 
knocks on the window of the car, hands the dude his sunglasses. The guy gives him a glass of water, and he walks up to the camera and talks to the camera for about five minutes about stuff in movies that doesn't make any sense. Wow. And it's an interesting idea, but like, he's, why is E.T. Brown? No reason. Well, actually, the reason E.T.'s brown is probably because he's a botanist and he spends a lot of time out in the sun, so he has more melanin in his skin, which would make him darker. Uh-huh. Common sense. But for what he's saying, I understand. Basically, he's setting you up to realize that this tire came into being, like came to be sentient for no good reason. It just is, so shut the fuck up and enjoy it. The gore is pretty good. It's not bad. The subplots are okay. It's worth a watch. I don't know if I'd pay for it. Yeah. So, again. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. And I definitely like the end. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd recommend it to people that like weird stuff. Yeah. Like, if you like Bitch Slap, if you're interested in Sucker Punch. I'm definitely interested in Sucker Punch. If you like the, the Tarantino Grindhouse stuff. Yeah, I did. A lot. Same kind of thing. So I guess uh, he's finally finished his whole bloody affair. Is that out yet? I don't know. Who? Tarantino. He's got the Kill Bill thing all done. Yeah, I heard that he screened it recently. Yeah, it's done, so, finally. It's yeah. been 10 years. So he's done. Is, is it 10 years? It's close. <laughs> no, nah, that was like 2003, 2004. It's 2011. It's almost 10 years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so is he going to release one nice big juicy DVD? Probably Blu-ray, I would say. Probably. Speaking of which, now calm down, Randall, before we go any further, but the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray, oh, f- shut up, were pre-ordered by me yesterday. 90 bucks for the three movies, like a shit ton of extras. Uh, no release date yet. What more do you need to see? Really? Well, I want, I want... Okay, well, over here, we're <clears throat> going to have Peter Jackson yeah. taking a shit. Hey, you know what? If it's in high def, who cares? <laughs> Well, yeah, you want that. You want that hey, fat fuck I see. taking a shit. I think at that point he was pretty thin. Oh, my fucking <laughs> That God. and King Kong beat the living shit out of him. I got my Walking Dead today. I'm just talking about shit you really don't care about, I guess. 23 bucks and delivered the same day by Amazon as it came out. Not bad. Not bad at all. I haven't watched it yet. When I got the box, I'm like, feels fucking empty. Because as you can see, it's like a regular DVD because it's only got two discs in it, but whatever. So I haven't watched that yet. So Hmm. It's all right. Uh, No new shows. Yeah, no, nothing good. No no Glee tonight. Did you watch it? Or is it on now? It just finished, didn't it? Yeah, I think it, yeah, it must have just finished. Um, Young Justice, that Justice League of America sidekicks episode, uh, series there, that's still actually really good. Is it? Yeah, they, this one was, um, this one dealt with Aqualad, who they've introduced. Um, is the, that Aquaman's like houseboy? It's kind of funny you say that because he is black. Oh, you didn't do a spit take. I was waiting for that. Uh, it takes a lot to make me uh, spit. Oh, <laughs> just put somebody else's DNA in your mouth. <laughs> By the way, the opening of the show, <laughs> you know, 26 minutes into it, we'll say that's Steve Ducey on Fox and Friends talking about how Homeland Security is going to, I don't know, this is Fox, so who knows? They, they you know, catalog DNA, I guess. I don't know. I don't like that idea. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I got the clip off the Daily Show, so... <clears throat> 
Whatever. They can get the DNA if they want it anyway. So. Well, I want them to work at it. Just the tip. Just the tip. There you go. Yeah, I watched the first episode of Archer because people I heard people didn't tell me specifically, but I heard people saying it was funny. It looks pretty good. I'm like, I've seen commercials for it. I'm like, it's I wouldn't right. mind yeah. checking that out. Simpsons and uh, Bob's Burgers were new this week. Simpsons is Simpsons. I saw a funny Family Guy recently. It was a couple, it's a couple it. of weeks old. No, no it was kidding. funny. Where like Peter. Um, it was weird. It was all about like alcohol abuse, which was interesting because it was within a week or so of the Glee yeah. alcohol abuse thing. So but I think someone TV, at Fox had TV. some issues with alcohol. Yeah. Well, Charlie Sheen happened. Yeah, there you go. So Family Guy knew 18 months yeah. ahead of time. So um, <laughs> so like there's one point where he like has an accident, gets thrown through the windshield, and he's dead. So the Grim Reaper comes up. Okay. And as he's walking towards Peter's body... Yeah. He's going, please let it be Rosie O'Donnell. Please let it be Rosie O'Donnell. Please let it be Rosie <laughs> So I see you fiddling with your phone. So it's a couple of weeks in now. You're still digging your phone? Yeah, it's all right. Oh, that's not who I want to talk to. Uh, Reverend Scott just sent me a message. So I oh, good. To, Does that mean we have something from him now? No. His message Uh-oh. is, um, hold on. It's going to be a, a Reverend list. <clears throat> Ack, you're recording now? <laughs> yes, we is. <laughs> Uh, Who the fuck is he, Kathy? Kathy, yeah. <laughs> All right, send that. 26 minutes in, even though it's 28, so I just lied to him. Mm-hmm. But now it's 29. <laughs> um, I thought I had some other TV stuff, but I guess not. There's been, like, nothing good. No, I don't know. I don't understand where why there's a lull. I don't know. There's not another, um, there's not a new, what do you call it? Award show? 30 Rock for another week, <sighs> I think. Something like that. I don't get it. I hate, I, I don't understand what happened to doing 22 or 26 episodes in a season and going straight through to spring. I don't know. It doesn't happen anymore. It's bullshit. And then like every five minutes, Glee puts out a fucking album or yeah. they put out a DVD. Oh, the first half of the first half of the yeah. second season. It's like, what? I can understand a show like Walking Dead or Futurama where you're not sure if it's going to do well yeah, exactly. on a channel or whatever. Yeah. Do 13 episodes for your first slash right. sixth season of Futurama. That's fine. Walking Dead, it's expensive. So see what the reaction is before you dump a shitload of cash into it. Well, that makes but sense. But if you're, if you're in your fourth like or that. fifth thing of, of, of a show, fourth or fifth season. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. I mean, unless there's like, oh, is it March Madness or something like that I now? Or is it? But um, but I'm No, but t- like even this, this show that I was checking out on Showtime uh, called Episodes, the one with, uh, what's his name, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. I told you about that. Um, they did eight episodes. Which was, it was fun, and it okay. was, I loved it. It was great, and yeah. I had forgotten that it was over, so I went looking for it, and uh, I'm like, oh, shit, it's done. Damn maybe it. maybe that's one of the things where, like, a bunch of the cast from Friends, they had a couple shows, didn't they? Like, right after there was Joey and stuff like that, and they didn't last, so maybe they didn't want to put a lot of money into it? I don't know. It's showtime. They'll let it, yeah. you know. So, yeah, they get their money regardless. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> but it's it's good. It's It was good. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I, I'd i like to think it'll be back. Yeah, we'll see. 
Wouldn't so. be too bad. I mean, they they have the power to do it. Uh, so. On Californication, I, they made up a new word. <laughs> oh, There's this one guy. His name is is um, Runkle, right? Oh. That's his. It's his. It's his last name. Okay. And um, and his wife is the one who did the voice for Bobby Hill. So it's oh. crazy. It's crazy, yeah. crazy to hear her yell, "I'm fucking pregnant! God damn it! I'm fucking <laughs> pregnant!" <laughs> And because um, all I hear is Bobby Hill, so um, but she, he, um, he's you know they're divorced, and um, she's just like, well, what would you do if you got one of those? You know, he's talking about women that he's sleeping with. Yeah. Well, what would you do if you got one of those little slunts <laughs> pregnant? <laughs> oh, what is that short for? Slunt. I love it. Oh. It's a slut cunt. I love it. Oh, okay. Slunt. <laughs> What a great fucking word. Uh, totally cracks me up. He's just like, I would give her a gift certificate to the abortion clinic of her choice. Oh. So it's a pretty raunchy show. Though. It is a very raunchy show. Okay. It is a very, he's, um, he starts fucking his real estate agent, right? Isn't it supposed to be the other way around? Yeah, I know. So she's, <laughs> she, she's just like, she's just like, oh no, mommy and daddy are coming, right? And um, she's like, Daddy doesn't like it when I fuck the slaves. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wow. Oh, the show is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it's it's a really funny show. It's right. totally out there. It, it so, sounds it, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so you want the answer to Bernadette? What was the question? Why does she work at Cheesecake Factory? Oh, yeah. So Penny tells me you're working as a waitress to put yourself through grad school. That's pretty great. What are you studying? Microbiology. I went through oh, to the joke. Cool. I left the joke. So, so you could study me. <laughs> That's I not the understand. joke. I don't understand. Microbiology is the study of tiny living things. I know. I'm studying it. And I said you could study me because I'm a tiny living thing. <laughs> joke are you sure (laughs) i like that are you sure all right so you want to do a break sure all right
in a world that has a country called England. Three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. Crom, I have never played to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Crom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen, let to hold you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.pennycult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. It's just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. Any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Ministry with a remix of Stigmata. So, uh, um, the so hell? the new iPad's coming out. It looks great. I, that's really weird. What's really weird? Uh, I just got a text from my boss. 
the text is coming from inside the house. But like it would be, oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. He's in he's in L.A. right now, so maybe he just. What's he, he doing there? I don't know. I didn't ask. Maybe right. he just didn't think of the uh, the time difference when he sent that because yeah. we we uh, we finished all of our quarterly maintenance last night because I keep my theater awesome. Cool. So there was only one night's worth of stuff to fix. So I didn't go in tonight, and I'm hoping I can use some vacation time or something to even it out and i even emailed him too i'm like um did we make sure we got all this stuff he's like yeah cool <laughs> it's all done and you know we'll change hoses and stuff inside the lamp house next week so okay good so um i hope it's just not coming through now through the network but whatever it shouldn't take that long no no um so what so do we get in the news i got a shitload of stuff in here I just like randomly picked shit. What is this? Yeah. Okay, so Star Wars is officially going to be released in yes. 3D now. I'm excited about that. If anybody's going to do 3D right as a retrofit, yeah. it'll be the dude that like, you right. know, moves technology forward and right. leaps and bounds. I did see uh, Jedi recently on the big screen. Oh, yeah, I missed well, that too. It was so. good. It was good. It looked it looks really good. You should come to one of these things. Well, if, if I, I it's late for me, yeah, which I know, is it's sad. Like Eleven o'clock. At night. I know it. That used to be like the oh, beginning I haven't made of it through night. one of them. I haven't oh, made okay. it through one of them. I like I like, so just like old fall times. asleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not fall asleep through every fucking screening. That's no, not just the case. just just the the second Pirates of the Caribbean that we had to screen at four thirty in the fucking morning. Right. Jesus Christ. Well, you saw some of it. I saw some of it. Yeah. Between the two of us, we screened a movie. Exactly. I had no idea how it ended. <laughs> I, you know what? I have since seen that movie, and I have no fucking idea what happens in that movie. The big fucking tentacle oh, I know, monster yeah, ate the Jack. The big fucking that thing was ate it. Jack. That's about it. But So let me read what I have here. It says, Lucasfilm Limited and 20th Century Fox announced today, that was March 3rd, that the 3D theatrical launch of Star Wars Episode One, because he's going to show them in chronological order, because is... that's what he said, so whatever. It just leaves us wanting more. It just, you know, but it, that, it's stop, not the right order. No, that is the right order. It's not the right order. One to six is the right order. It's still wrong. Hey, it's the right order. The Phantom Menace now has an official release date, February 10th, 2012. I'm busy. Set against the thrilling and excited backdrop, blah, blah, blah. Yippee! Suited for immersive 3D. The pod race will be very nice. The pod race will be awesome. The underwater stuff should look pretty good, too, I would yeah. imagine. So, uh, let's see. Naboo, Darth Maul. Supervised by Industrial Light and Magic. The meticulous conversion is being done with utmost respect for the source material, so they're not pissing on it. <laughs> and with a keen eye... Can, can you imagine that meeting? George going... Um, Let's not piss on it. Yes. Can we Can we keep it can nice? We, uh, just make it faster and more intense. <laughs> the only thing I... Okay, hold on. Let me read the rest of this. Uh, most respect for the source material and with a keen eye for both technological considerations and artistic intentions. Now, there is only one thing that I want changed in this movie. What? I want a CG Yoda because the Phantom Menace Yoda looks like I took a dump in a toilet and put a Was robe that on a- it. What did they do for that one? That was a there puppet. Was, was it a puppet? It was a terror. I mean, it was a Yoda puppet, but the skin was wrong. There was just something off about it. He just wasn't Maybe it's because right. he, he, he did that. He filmed that digital, didn't he? Only two scenes for Phantom Menace were, were shot And then digital. the next one was... All, yeah. yeah. But we had a CG Yoda, so he could fight. Yeah. Just go back, make him, make him digital, 
Mm. I'll be perfectly happy because then you have consistency for the three movies. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I don't see an issue with that. And you know, if he wants to clean up background stuff or whatever, so what? You know? They're his movies. Yeah, I don't you know, really care. as long as things don't change the, you know, the core <laughs> the of meeting the between Obi Wan and Jar Jar. No, will be they, good. no, if they doesn't, you know, just, fundamentally just drop change it. a character. Just drop it. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't know where to go. That's fine. This one, Rush Limbaugh. How many people really think of Obama as black? What the fuck is wrong with this fat? <laughs> fucking fuck i don't know but it says listen via media matters and um i got nothing to click on so let me read this on his thursday show and this was earlier in the week rush limbaugh wondered how many people really think of president obama as a black man limbaugh's comments came as kind of the point to be colorblind (laughs) i mean really isn't it yeah yeah um, Limbaugh's comments came as he leafed through a new book by the U.S. News and World Report writer Kenneth Walsh about African Americans and the presidency. The book recounted a meeting in the White House where Obama said he was concerned that, quote, race was probably a key component in some of the opposition to his presidency. I think that's a fair statement for him to make, don't I you? I think so, definitely. Uh, and then this is the actual quote from, from Fatty McJunkie. Let me ask you a question. How many people really think of Obama as black? One of Obama's parents is black, undeniable, but he was raised by a white mother, by white grandparents. He went to a highly exclusive private school and in he's Hawaii. He's not a great dancer. With, with, with rich white <laughs> students and white teachers. He went to exclusive colleges that were practically lily white. Barry Obama is from a very white, albeit radically left cultural background he's not from the hood he's not from the movement i'm telling you there's a chip on this guy's shoulder and it is a factor in every policy decision that he makes it doesn't matter where he grew up it really doesn't michael Steele was still black and he was as white as you could get for a black guy even his puppet was white on the Daily Show. I just do not What's up, fucking understand this <laughs> stupid fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's is no longer the world's largest restaurant chain. It's Subway. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, What's this one here? Why can't I click on it? What's going on? Oh, well. Um, What do we got? Like Scott Walker, vote here now. No, fuck you. Uh, Tax bills in 2009 are at the lowest level since 1950. That's a headline from the USA Today. I don't think we really need to go into that. (laughs) That's kind of boring, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Um, I have uh, have a video here that says February was a bad month for the clergy. (laughs) Shall we? Sure. Play. Here we go. Hey everyone, recently I, I received what must be the one millionth ranty PM from a Christian theist asserting, among other things, that atheists have no morality. You know, Pol Pot, Stalin, the others in the atheist pantheon, and that homosexuals threaten society, especially oh, children. Since I'm gay and an atheist, how well, dare you? <laughs> nice nuclear explosion. Nice. 
just wanted to show got about halfway through this PM and had a brilliant idea. I'll wait until the end of the month of February and then do a survey of the month's headlines in order to get a sense of how Christians are doing in the morality and threat to society department. Let's have a look at some of the results. Kentucky pastor uses Facebook to solicit. Renton minister charged with raping 15-year-old. Youth pastor admits to sex assault. These are all different people they're about, too. Former Woodbridge pastor faces stalking charge. Rape trial of Lemonster. Great. Pastor underway. Former priest Gary McCure sentenced to 20 to 25 years in prison for raping children. Chattanooga youth pastor accused of statutory rape with teen boy. Evangelical pastor charged with sex offenses. <laughs> We're not even halfway through this video. I hope I don't read them all. Pastor arrested for fondling woman's breast. That's interesting, not a pedophile. Admired, respected Cobb minister facing child porn charges. Priest faces yet another sex charge. Uh, Citrus Heights pastor ordered to stand trial on molestation charges. Church youth group leader raped girl. Louisville church let rapists serve on parish board. Former Millersport pastor sentenced to six years for sex with minor. Ex-pastor found guilty of sex with teen. Former youth minister indicted in sex assault of Plano girl, 15. Asher, Asheville pastor faces child abuse charges. Church volunteer to be sentenced in child porn case. Grant Storms arrested anti-gay Christian pastor charged over public masturbation. Pastor charged <laughs> with soliciting sex from undercover officer. Wow. Delaware crime. Wilmington pastor charged with embezzlement. Priest sentenced. That was the first one that wasn't sex related. Yeah. Priest sentenced for molesting girl 11. That's why I got Ugh. confused. Point Loma Nazarene sued over molestations. Twin Cities priest charged with sexually abusing women. Former, I love that former, nice music. Yeah, former youth pastor. Uh, sex there. Federally funded Jacksonville absentee program. Abstinence program has ties to kill the gays Ugandan pastor. Wow. Philadelphia priest accused by grand jury of sexual abuse and cover-up. <laughs> Venice priest at heart of sexual abuse inquiry. Youth leader traded gifts for sex acts, court documents said. Former youth minister facing new sex charges. Uh, former priest remanded on child porn charges. Former youth minister to be arraigned. <laughs> Cox and God. Cox and God. <laughs> Lexington minister faces rape charges. Pastor convicted for passport fraud and child slavery. Ooh. It was probably just a bad month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't think I'd have to do any reading on that. I probably should have watched it beforehand. Damn. Wow. That was a big one. That was, huh? That was funny. What else we got here? Oh, this one's sad. Morbidly obese. Let me just Let me just read a little. Morbidly obese spokesman for heart attack grill dies at age 29. Okay. Let's try not to make fun of the guy that died. All right, I'm going to try. Here we go. But you reap what you mow. Heart Attack Grill isn't... That's a half a point right there. Heart Attack Grill is an Arizona-based restaurant that flaunts the current trend of... Oh, yeah. Flaunts the current trend of... That's not the right word, is it? What? That flaunts the current trend of eating healthy by serving something called a quadruple bypass burger and french fries proudly cooked in lard. sort of 
flaunts. It doesn't really flaunt the trend. That's sort of like flaunting. It would be like la la la. Look at the trend. It kind yeah. of. It kind of. What's the it it it. it I think I have the word, but I'm going to look it up first because I'm pretty sure I know what I want to say. Okay, well, I'll keep I'm reading. I'm good with words. Um, cooked in the lard. Its whole reason for being, uh, apart from making its patrons fat, appears to be the at times dogmatic health conscience media types. And as such, the restaurant and its owner have been featured on numerous media outlets, including Herald, excuse me, Geraldo, Rush Limbaugh, and Rachel Ray, just to name a few. The Heart Attack Grill is mourning the death of Belair River, Want to guess how much he weighed? 365. You are not even close. Pounds. He was six foot eight. Wow. So there's a picture of him. He's six ah, eight. Here it is. The word is flout. Flout. F L O U T. To show contempt for, scorn, flout a law, behavior but that's flouted convention. But they wrote flaunt. Right. So they were wrong. wrong so the guy wrong, is wrong, six wrong. foot eight. There's a shot of him. He was almost a perfect circle. How much do you think he weighs now, knowing he's taller than me? Um, he has to weigh about 655 pounds. 575. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he passed away from pneumonia. River, who stood six foot eight and weighed about 575 pounds, gained a measure of fame in the past year as a spokesman for the Heart Attack Grill, a Chandler, Arizona restaurant that specializes in thick hamburgers and fries. He died on Tuesday Sounds at the age of delicious. 29. It does, doesn't it? The cause of death is currently unknown, but friends are speculating that it was the result of his contracting pneumonia after a bout with the flu. Well, that makes sense. That does kill a lot of people, especially people like massively yeah, unhealthy. And look at that. It killed a lot of people right there. Uh, he's, a he's a lot of person. Yeah, Heart Attack Grill is an unabashedly unhealthy restaurant. The menu consists of huge burgers, milkshakes, and fries cooked in lard. But you know what? I have no problem with that restaurant. No, no problem whatsoever because no. it is what it is. Right. You know, I don't think I've ever had, or I can, I cannot remember eating anything cooked in lard. Well, the thing: when have you ever walked into a fucking McDonald's and go, you know what? I want a salad. I want a salad. <laughs> they serve them, and I think that that's great. I yeah. don't think they're fabulous and i've had salads at mcdonald's but, but they're made out of like, meat i just <laughs> they're I just, put between two you buns go into, you go into fucking mcdonald's you get a burger yeah yeah um but not every goddamn day let's see and having such a big man as a spokesman was part of its tongue-in-cheek quote glorification of obesity but those who knew river said he was more than just a larger life character he portrayed in promoting the restaurant um I'm sure he's a nice guy, you know. I but think it's 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 too bad. But. It, well, yeah. I mean, if you if you weigh that much, you really something bad's gonna happen, right? It's slow so. motion. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got in here. Cause, <laughs> let's change the story because Frank keeps making fun of the fat dead guy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, I like this one. East Providence, Rhode Island. A Ooh, father right of, road. of a five-year-old boy brutally murdered more than 30 years ago. Apparently, they found the boy's cleaned and shellacked bones in a box in the guy's house. Oh, that's fucked up 11 different ways. Is publicly... Okay, let me start over again. The father of a five-year-old boy brutally murdered more than 30 years ago is publicly vowing to kill his son's killer. If that convicted murder gets rele- murderer gets co- released from prison early, fair enough. I am all for that. I, all for I, it. I, I, I cannot. I cannot a imagine. Not a jury in the fucking world would 
Well, he's saying it like on the news. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going <laughs> to you let that motherfucker out. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. John Foreman made the stunning proclamation on WPROAM John DePietro show Monday morning. And here's this quote. I tried to find audio, but I, I couldn't. It says, uh, I do intend, if this man is released anywhere in my vicinity, or if I can find him after the fact, I do intend to kill this man, he said. How long has the dude been in jail? Uh, we'll get to that. I think it's a little further down. Uh, Foreman's son Jason was stabbed and killed by their South Kingston neighbor, Michael Woodmansey, in 1975. The boy's shellacked bones and skull were found in Woodmansey's home seven years later while police were investigating an attack at a, on a local paper boy. While Woodmansey got a 40-year sentence, a plea bargain arrangement would let him be released for good behavior. Uh, in a lengthy radio interview, Foreman... Well, it's almost 40 years. It's 75? Yeah, but they found they got him like almost 10 years after. Oh, okay. But then who knows how long the trial went on. Yeah. um, In a lengthy live radio interview, Foreman revealed many gruesome details of the murder that were never revealed at Woodman's trial in 1983. Wow. Because of the plea bargain agreement and a judge's order to seal all the evidence. And we can actually listen to the full 20-minute interview, but I don't want to do that because that's going to just make me mad. Right. Uh, many of those details remain in a diary Woodman's he kept. Foreman said in the interview he wants access to the diary. He says that, but I don't think he really does. Like, he'll read it, and then he'll wish he'd never put it on it. You know what, though? I would be perfectly fine just tearing the man's throat out with my bare hands as slow as I possibly could. Yeah. I don't need to know how it was done. Um, oh, it gets worse. Okay. The interview came following a Providence Journal story over the weekend looking ahead to Woodmansey's possible release in August. Foreman called Woodmansey, because it's W-O-O-D-M-A-N-S-E-E, Woodmansey, okay. right? Called him a monster and a cannibal who ate his son's flesh. <sighs> the state prosecutor, prosecutor Susan McGurl, G-U-I-R-L, who is currently a Rhode Island Superior Court judge, told the court that the time told the court at that time about Woodmansey's admission. He stated at the time he killed Jason, at the time he killed Jason, he did intend to kill him. He stated that he did not have any particular reason for killing Jason, that anyone that happened to be there at the time he would have killed. Foreman said he regrets consenting to the plea bargain agreement. I put it all behind me. And now, you know, 12 years off for good behavior. Come on. It was a shame he only got 40 years to begin with. He should have got a life sentence, he told DePietro. But stupidly, I allowed the plea bargain to go so I wouldn't have to put up with the agony of hearing all the events at that time. I didn't want to hear them. The Office of Attorney General Peter Kilmartin released a statement Monday saying he's urging the Department of Corrections to consider every possible avenue to keep Woodmancy behind bars. So... I find it chilling and refreshing that somebody said, I'm going to stab a bitch yeah. repeatedly because he ruined my life. Can I point out the amusing irony of a story about cannibalism right after the story about the fat guy? <laughs> you could. Do you want to? <laughs> I just think that my pointing it out makes my point. 
Yeah. So yesterday, okay, I, I have to preface a little bit of, of, of this here. So I am moving the feed to a different provider that costs less. Okay. I'm in the process of doing that. And one of the things I have to do is put an XML tag in the shows so that iTunes recognizes it. iTunes. iTunes. So that the iTunes, the iTunes will recognize it. And then it'll start looking, you know, it, it'll change automatically, change the, the RSS feed so we don't have to have two things okay. that pop up. Um, so one one thing that I did, I just wanted to get another show out so I could throw the XML in there. Yeah. So I did a 20-minute thing uh, about Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, I took some audio, and I, that's why. I, that was one reason I did it, and the other is we hadn't really been talking about it. So yeah. I took John Stewart I don't really know the Rachel Maddow stuff. Story. Well, well, this leads us up to uh, Rush Limbaugh saying that <laughs> a home invasion story is a perfect metaphor for the dispute over unions in Wisconsin. Want to hear Fatty McDonuts talk? Sure. Anyway, this next story, this story is a metaphor for what's going on in Wisconsin. A metaphor. Metaphor. And the rest of the country. (laughs) With public sector unions versus the taxpayers. Listen, it's a CNN story. A man who broke into a house, a guy who broke into a house in Portland, Oregon, called the cops. Guy who broke into the house called 911, claiming that he was afraid the homeowner, the guy he was going to rob, had a gun. The suspect, Timothy James Chappick, was in the bathroom taking a shower when the homeowner <laughs> returned to the house Monday night. I really thought he was going to take it. Accompanied shit. by two German shepherds, a homeowner asked Chappick what he was doing in the house. Chappick had locked himself in the bathroom, made an emergency call said the owner had come home said he was concerned the owner might have a gun so the thief calls 911 to turn in the owner of the, is this not sort of like what's going on in Wisconsin not even close not With even close public sector unions versus the taxpayer the homeowner also called the cops to report that he had found a man in the house so the cops had dueling 9-11 calls. Oh, my gosh, who do we believe? Well, the guy whose Police ID with dogs says... took the, uh, the, uh, the thief, the intruder, Chappick, 24, into custody without incident. They said he was booked for criminal trespass. They did not say if the homeowner did, in fact, have a gun. But he did have dogs, as did the cops. What well, doesn't matter if So why didn't the perp call PETA? What? The guy's lost it. So, I mean, here you have, here you have a, a, a perfect metaphor of what's going on. The thief, the a intruder, metaphor. the public sector union breaks into the house and calls 911 afraid that the taxpayer, the governor, huh? might have a gun. What While he's the using their band. What is he talking about? <laughs> Nobody knows. That makes no fucking sense ever. Nobody. No, never. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really <laughs> and then don't. Then I was eating I, this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I said, this is socialism. <laughs> it tastes like socialism. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> what the fuck? 
New York Times. Fox officials are contemplating life without Glenn Beck. Believe me, we all do that every day. Contemplating is another word <laughs> for Some working out the details. Hoping. Let's see what this has to say. In a March 6th article, the New York Times' David Carr reported that Fox News officials are, quote, contemplating life without Glenn Beck, whose contract expires in December. Carr further reported that since last August, Beck has lost over a third of his audience on Fox, a greater percentage drop than other hosts at Fox. From Carr's article, let's see. Oh, my God. There's a shitload of, like, responses under this. Um, This isn't very long. Uh, Mr. Beck, a conservative Jeremiah and talk radio phenomenon, I don't know what that means, burst into television prominence in 2009 by taking the forsaken 5 p.m. slot on Fox News and turning it into a juggernaut. Well, you can't deny that. That much is true. A conjurer of conspiracies who spotted sedition everywhere he looked, Mr. Beck struck a chord and ended up on the cover of Time Magazine and the New York Times and held rallies all over the country that were mobbed with acolytes. He achieved unheard of ratings, swamped the competition, and at times seemed to threaten the dominion of Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity. But a funny thing happened on the way to the, from the revolution. Since last August, when he was summoned, when he summoned more than 100,000 followers to the Washington Mall for the Restoring Honor Rally, Mr. Beck has lost over a third of his audience on Fox a greater percentage drop than other hosts. True, he fell from the great heights of the healthcare debate in January 2010, but there have there has been worrisome erosion, more than one million viewers, especially in the younger demographic. He still has numbers that just about any cable news host would envy, and with about two million viewers a night, outdraws his competition combined, but the erosion is significant enough that Fox News officials are willing to say anonymously, of course, they don't want to be identified as criticizing their talent, that they are looking at the end of his contract in December and contemplating life without Mr. Beck. Now, let's not forget the uh, Stop Glenn Beck movement that anyone that advertises on Glenn Beck's show is pressured into um, stop advertising yeah. for Glenn Beck. He is, he, basically, his show runs off of gold line. <laughs> which I think is absolutely fascinating. So that cannot last. And it's very interesting to see that it is finally going to come to an end. At some point it's got to come to an end, right? only hope. Uh, let's see. Um, bum, 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 Big Bang. Nope, that's what I needed for earlier. Uh, that's more Wisconsin. That's no. Where did it go? I had something else here that, oh, you might be a Republican if. <laughs> Shall I read some? Sure. You might be a Republican if. You believe George W. Bush's redistribution of middle class tax cuts to the top 1% of taxpayers was good for America, but Obama's plan to return to the middle class is socialism. <laughs> Number two, you believe stem cells are living human beings. These are all prefaced with you might be a Republican if. I just right. don't want to keep saying it. You believe stem cells are living human beings, but thousands of Iraqi children are, quote, expendable collateral damage. You believe tax cuts for billionaires is a great idea, yet you wonder why the economy is stalled. Your job just got outsourced to India, to Gupta pretty much. Uh, on, uh-huh. on the show Outsourced, I'm not being racist. <laughs> and oil company executives receive $400 million in retirement packages. 
Uh, number four, you believe the surge worked because the violence in Iraq is back to 2006 levels, which is only horrible compared to what it was in 2007. Right. Intolerable. Besides, Brit Hume said so. Well, if Brit Hume <laughs> said so. <laughs> you think trial lawyers are harmful to America, yet you support prosecuting some guy in Muncie, Indiana, who burned his 99-cent American flag that was made in China by forced child labor. <laughs> number six, we'll go, we'll go to 10 and then go to break. Number six, you're all for the rule of law when it's applied to Bill Clinton for lying about his infidelity, but not to prosecuting Karl Rove and Scooter Libby for committing treason. Number seven, you think George W. Bush is actually a really smart guy, but his folksy manner just makes him seem dumber than he really is. (laughs) Part of me actually believes he is really smart. He's just not smart for my side, (laughs) you know? Um, number eight, you believe that those privileged from birth achieve success all on their own and that those who are born to poverty and never have opportunities for advancement got what they deserved. Number nine, you believe Ronald Reagan was a great president who had complete control of all aspects of government, but the Iran-Contra affair was an insignificant scandal that went on without his knowledge. Number 10, you believe Democrats tax and spend, but George W. Bush was a fiscal conservative. <laughs> and we'll be back after this song from the Cramps. Oh, well, everybody's heard about the birds. Force and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about outside the cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, horror, comedy, cult, and often all around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one That is one star too many. <laughs> Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, God. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Mm. 
brand new for 2010, it's East Coast meets West Coast. Bringing you all the best punk rock, hardcore, and everything in between. Stage dives and high fives with your host, Bill by Force. Massachusetts represents. And F13, a California love mother. And every Saturday night, you know it's hardcore stage dives, high fives. Stage dives and high fives. Coming soon to an MP3 player near you. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show. And it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. get it i hate doing taxes there's so many different schedules and forms oh, and yeah. exemptions and all kinds of stuff i don't i don't know enough about it it's terrible. especially now with kids it's only the second year we've how do you, it do, out it? With you kids. do like on paper or do you do like oh, we get online? a bunch of the a bunch of the forms or we'll we'll, oh, use, do, we'll use a pdf on the computer i do TurboTax. yeah online we should they, it's really like it really does because it'll ask just a whole shitload of questions and it'll put numbers where they belong on the yeah. forms and well, stuff we don't have a problem with that it's like making sure that we've taken every deduction we yeah. can so I don't know. Part part of the reason is I think uh, Ellen changed her deductions um, to cover um, like a like a four hundred one k loan yeah. or something, and that kind of messed everything up. Yeah. So whatever, we're both back down to you know take the most out that you can because yeah. it's it's like getting a bonus. <laughs> so whatever, it's not a big deal. We'll figure out some way to pay it in six months, just like everything else. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I get um, nothing. All right, let's get some more of this shit back up here. What else we got? There was uh, there was one that you had up there that I kind of wanted. Republicans to... in twenty two states cutting voting rights for students, minorities, and poor people. No, that's no big surprise. It's just the same bullshit. That is true. How about this one? Losing our religion, misleading. Are they talking about the song? No, this is about a woman, uh, S.E. Cup, uh, who used to 
be an atheist, I guess. I don't really? know. She's cute, though. Yeah? Yeah. Liberal viewer presents. So I've seen right-wing atheist See? Not bad. Yeah. Cup make several television appearances this month. Doesn't mean shit, though. Book, Losing Our Religion, which claims the so-called liberal media is attacking Christianity, but gives inaccurate evidence to support it, which was why I was glad to see Bill Maher on last week's Real Time call her on her basic premise. As you I'm not sure when this was this put up. This is your premise, that the liberal media yes. is is attacking religion. They are. Every from day. Last year. Ev- never. Never. Never? You've Only, never seen it? Never. Just me. Do you watch TV? I do. Do you? Do you read magazines? Uh, uh, let, me, let me give you your example. Got a little squeaky this there. The, I'm, yeah. I'm reading, this is the end of your, a decade of lowlights from the middle, liberal media. Yeah. And besides backing up her claim with incredulous squealing, Miss Cup actually misrepresented facts to make her argument, as you can see when Bill Maher gets down to specifics here. Here's Joy Behar. She's ta- this is one of your examples. She's talking and about she's a friend. evolution. She said, her show. you have to teach both. Darwinism is not some kind of religious fervor thing. Teach both. So she's for teaching both Darwinism? No, what she said was that teaching creationism to kids should be akin to child abuse. No, she said said you have to teach both. She said that facetiously. He looked down at the words, yeah, like, how could you tell? Actual clips in a moment, S.E. Cup was being plain dishonest, insisting Joy Behar was only facetiously advocating for the teaching of both Darwinism and creationism, but... First, you can see her finish misrepresenting Joy Behar's position here. Well, that's interesting that you can divine that. She said on The View, she said on the view that this teaching creationism should be Dar- child abuse. I have it. Yes, she did. She said Darwinism is not some kind of religious fervor thing. You want your children to go into the world being ignorant? That's child abuse. Yeah, it is. I, I don't think that's true. I think, and, and that's not an anti-religious. The majority statement. of the people who teach their kids creationism because it's a nice Christian allegory, I don't think are are okay, guilty th- of child abuse. Of course, that's Joy Baker never said saying. that teaching the creation story to children was child abuse, and she also genuinely argued for teaching both Darwinism and creationism, as I found when I tracked down a clip from the actual broadcast of the View that you can see here. <laughs> you have to t- teach both. He will learn about both, but he's going to learn what I'm teaching him. On my Why face. do some people say you have to learn about both only? when it's when they want what because they want to Darwinism be is not a, some kind of a religious fervor thing. It's got, we have met this proof. No, I'm saying scientific proof. And you want your children to go into the world being ignorant I mean, no, of no, that? No, I'm not, no, no, no that's, but I'm, I'm saying not that's, that's child abuse in my opinion. No, that's not. So Joy Behar was saying that shielding kids from learning about the scientific truth supporting evolution was child abuse, not also teaching them about the biblical creation story. And if you think that Behar was only facetiously arguing for teaching both Darwinism and creationism, as S.E. Cup claimed... Any possibility of that being true is removed by Joy Behar's further explanation in that same segment here. Both things can be taught in the school, Mm -hmm. but just like they don't teach Spanish in an English class, these are two separate uh, things. You have to do it a different way. They don't teach, um, okay, uh, uh, what, Swahili in a Spanish class. Those are two different languages. So these are two different languages. Have one class for one and one class for the other. But when they mix it up is when it confuses people. So obviously Joy Behar's argument for teaching both Darwinism and creationism was genuine, not facetious, as S.E. Cup claimed, just like Behar called it child abuse not to just teach the biblical creation story, but to actually keep kids ignorant about science and that wasn't the only flaw I found in the evidence S.E. Cup cited to support the premise of her book, because back on Bill Maher's show, I noticed in her list of evidence of supposed attacks on Christianity, she included this fact. Rachel Maddow said that the National Day of Prayer infringes on her right to religious freedom. I'm not sure how questioning the constitutionality of a congressional endorsement of praying is an attack on Christianity, as I recently discussed in my video titled, Is National Prayer Day Constitutional? But... 
despite S.E. Cup's claims to have recently received a master's degree in religious studies, she just doesn't seem to understand or want to understand that basic distinction between attacking Christianity and attacking government Christianity. And she showed that same misunderstanding when she appeared on Fox News' Red Eye last week and responded to a rare defense of the American Civil Liberties Union from Bill Schultz like this. ACLU gets a bad rap because they defend everyone. And it's easy to make fun of them, but no one else is doing the dirty work. They that don't they defend are. everyone. Oh, they, they don't defend do. Christians. They, they only defend minority groups. Of course, Essie Cup's claim that the ACLU only defends minorities and doesn't defend Christians is false, as I've pointed out in several of my videos, and even a simple Google search for the terms ACLU and Christians <laughs> brings up my ACLU Fights for Christians website that uses links to dozens of examples to point out that the ACLU fights just as hard for individual free exercise of religion as it fights against unconstitutional government endorsement of religion, but even <laughs> though I emailed Essie Cup a link to my website last Tuesday at her public email address, Cup at red Essie cup.com. I never got a response from her, and I get the feeling she's not really interested in using actual facts to try to persuade people like me who disagree with her, even though the front cover of her book has a quote from Sean Hannity claiming that, quote, if you think the great Christian majority in America isn't under attack, this book will change your mind, unquote. Well, I got the book, but it didn't change my mind, but I want to know what you think. Is there a liberal media that is attacking Christianity as S.E. Cup's book claims? No. And based on S.E. Cup's inability to honestly defend the evidence in her book, even against criticism from comedian Bill Maher, is this book really meant to change the minds of people who disagree or just to make money from people who already agree? I, YouTube, you decide. Interesting, huh? Yeah. And you know what's, you know what's kind of fucked up about that whole thing? Huh. I a- kept... I kept looking at that going, S.E. Cup is kind of hot. <laughs> she is. She is. She's she's kind of cute. Not uh, not at all helping the argument, but... <laughs> not at all. Uh, yeah. I just broke my stylus for my uh, the pad here. Like, I just snapped the tip right oh, off. These things are expensive. They're like 60 bucks a piece. I don't know what this shit is inside it, though. Well, the stuff that makes it work. Apparently. Did it been, break? Is it broken? Or just... No, it still works. I mean, because uh, God forbid, I have no fucking idea where I have a mouse. Oh, wait, down here. But anyway, I haven't used a mouse in the, in the house here for a while. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it still That's works. Funny. So, what the hell? What did I just do? I don't know. Oh, I just opened it in a new window. Yeah. Um. Let's see. This one's boring. Yeah. Who's that woman? Uh, one of the uh, protesters in Wisconsin. Uh, I would okay. like to point out that if this was a Tea Party rally that took over the the state house, the Republican Party would be dancing in the friggin' street. Uh, yeah. you know, doing everything they could to help them. But because it's working class people that are trying to keep their rights to collectively bargain in a union, yeah, they're the fucking bad guys. Yeah, I don't understand why the feds aren't coming in. I mean, isn't that like a you know, isn't it like labor busting or some shit where like the government gets involved and says, "Leave the fucking union alone." Well, that's not the only ones. You got New Jersey doing it. Ohio's yeah, trying to do it. But the thing is, like the the, I mean, police, the federal government, they got more than one guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, no one had tried to to bust up a union for a long time. The only until, ones that were good at it are like the mafia. 
Yeah, well, Reagan tried with the air traffic controllers, yeah. remember? And we They're see how fired. well that fucking worked. Yeah, yeah. great. Oh, who's going to land the planes? Fucking 12-year-olds, apparently. Uh, 12-year-olds work really, really hard at trying yeah. not to kill anybody. Well, this is only this is only about two minutes. This is uh, Fox News lies about Wisconsin protests. So let's see what we got here. These are some of the faces of the Wisconsin protests. Mothers, really teachers, and students. But according to Fox News, the people protesting... And I'm sure I'll get a flurry of emails uh, calling for me to apologize for naming them thugs and bullies, but they are, and I won't apologize for it, but that's what they are. In reality, there was no bullying going on. That was certainly the case when RT was on the ground in February as the protests were peaking. Even though people who oppose these demonstrations have been saying that what has been going on here in Madison has been chaotic rioting, is actually not the case with music playing and people really celebrating the their rights yeah. for and their rights as workers. That has remained the case for those who have closely followed events. I know for a fact that there has been no violence whatsoever in Wisconsin. I mean, you know, I mean, aside from people stepping on each other's toes accidentally, there just hasn't been. <laughs> Police even issued a thank you statement to protesters for being peaceful. But according to Fox News the Channel, really the demonstrators have been an uncontrollable mob. Not a terribly civil or classy group of people. Profanity, vulgarity, and pretty vile behavior. These are nothing but thugs and bullies. The non-existent violence was taken to an extreme with a spin of an alleged attack on a Fox reporter. Oh, that guy just hit me, so they just let you know. Who seemed to have seen it coming. The hate that you get from these demonstrators, you can see it in their faces. The utter lack of civility and the harassment of reporters there. From a video posted online, it became clear that nothing close to harassment had taken place. But it was too late to stop the infamous Fox spin. They're pushing him. They're shoving him. Apparently one even hit him. Pushing it even further, the so-called bullies came out to protest in a cold, snowy winter. A more violent protest video featured by Bill O'Reilly had palm trees in the background, turning the channel into a cartoon show. The brazen nature of this propaganda, what is sad and tragic, is that 90% of Fox viewers will have no idea that that was faked and they will think that it was true. Another failed trick was to reverse polling numbers to support the party line of the channel. 61% in favor of and naming teachers who had to take a sick day at school to be part of the fight for their own rights, liars. That is no excuse. That is no excuse for lying to children. But the ones doing the lying are actually the faces on America's TV screens, since the show must go on. And the teacher told me she hates me because it makes her feel good. That's the situation out here, Greg. Marching hand in hand with... The lies go on and on and on. Anastasia Cherkina, RT, New York. <sighs> Fox News is the... Hey, I fixed it. I glued okay. it back together. I'm still, I still got to buy a new one, though. I've been meaning to buy a new new one here for a while. Um, so, Governor Walker there. Um, part of this bill that's going through... Part of it has to do that there's there's a banning gay marriage in this in of in a budgetary bill. Um, of course there is. The thing is, you know, they it's supposed to be all stuff that that will have uh, a fiscal impact, but taking away collective bargaining rights the, themselves, the rights don't have a fiscal impact. Right. It's the outcome of the collective bargaining of the talks. Right. 
Uh, but banning gay marriage does have a fiscal impact. It takes money and jobs away from people that could have been there in the first place to, like, you know, say, cater a wedding. There you go. Or rent a hall. And another one here, I don't know how, how honest this is, honestly. I didn't do a whole lot of research in it. Um, it says, Walker's budget okays disposing of unclaimed pound dogs to university research facilities. What? It's kind of kind of interesting. It's a puppy. It's um, section 174.13, humane use of dogs for scientific or educational purposes. Uh, so it's 174.1322. I don't know how to read the stuff. I, I honestly don't <laughs> read a whole lot of these things. Any officer or pound which has custody of an unclaimed dog may release the dog to the University of Wisconsin system, the Medical College of Wisconsin, Inc., or to any other educational institution of higher learning chartered under the laws of the state and accredited to the University of Wisconsin system upon requisition by the blah, blah, blah. Um, an officer or pound that has custody of unclaimed legal legal dog shall maintain records. It's like I don't understand. Like it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like yeah. they're going to give them up to be killed to be to be dissected, which they need absolutely. But um, you could instead just run no kill shelters and find homes for them. That costs money. Of course it costs money, but you know what? You're not killing animals. Oh, whatever. Um, we haven't done some Daily Coast stuff in a while. Let's see where we, we stand for time here. Wow, it's almost, it's almost time to do yeah. another break here. Let's check email and see if we got what we need. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's coming down to the wire for Reverend Scott and his campaign. Let's see what he can Seriously. bring to us. Uh, he's apparently editing now. Not bad. That's some. That's some quick work. I gotta wow, give the that guy impressive. a lot of credit. You know, he we don't miss a week, and he doesn't miss a week. Good for him, even on our fucked up schedules. <laughs> All right, let's see. This is from. This is Daily Coast stuff from. I'm trying to find the right spot here from saturday march 5th so that is actually the most recent one so finally we'll be what up was that cool looking car they look neat um is that a maserati i don't know what that is oh. i don't know it's new uh let's see this one is called truth revealed and it's all in caps i'm not gonna Ooh, scream here we go. the end times are here Nations are now preparing for world war. America's economy is crumbling. The one world well, can, order. Can we can we address those one at a time? Will be declared not long from now. That's all there is. Well, read them one at a time. What the, is that? The end times are here. Okay. All right. Maybe that's why I can never find parking. Exactly. Everybody's already there. All right. Nations are now preparing for world war. Okay. Well, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Well, right. haven't they always been? Yeah. All right. America's economy is crumbling. Um, okay. I think it's coming back a little bit. So, I, um, you know. The one world order will be declared not long from now. Okay. The All response right. from the site says, if the end times are actually here, then the one world order won't be around for very long now, will it? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. One world order is going to be like, wow, it lasted 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. 
So How was that order? Oh, the order. Oh, God, there's so for, much order. For the entire, oh, we're the, dead. For the entire span of the New World Order, no one committed a crime. Yeah. No, it was great. It's good for me, too. This one's kind of dark. Ooh. I don't understand why this was written to another website. Okay. It says Wisconsin. Now, I have nothing to do with any of this. Okay. Should I read the whole thing, even with the words that I don't say? Yeah. I, I have to change it. I don't feel comfortable reading it the way it is. And that doesn't happen often. He says that he will kill that. N word. I, I can't say Barack Obama if he ever comes to Wisconsin. I, I was going to try and do it. I just, I can't. Yeah. That one just makes me totally uncomfortable well, for, apparently for a couple is, reasons. Here's one person who does believe that Obama is black. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Uh, this one says, hey, Mulitsa Stan, please tell me why your, quote, president is refusing to defend traditional marriage and the laws that protect it. There, there are no laws to protect marriage, are there? There's like anti-polygamy laws, but yeah. no need to answer. We all really know that you criminal Obamarxists <laughs> take your marching orders from the faggot slash pedophile lobby. They are a powerful lobby. Wow. The Democrat goal is always more perverts, perverts, perverts. There's no comma in between any of those, so it's kind of like live nude girls, right? First homo marriage, then animal marriage, and finally you can marry your car. Hold on a second, hold on a second. The liberal what? The liberal agenda is what? The liberal agenda is what? More perverts? The Democrat goal the Democrat is always goal. more perverts, perverts, perverts. <laughs> It's like at the meeting. Yep. <laughs> okay, everyone, let's um let's discuss our uh our main directive, everybody. Look over to the neon sign. Perverts, perverts. You can hear it go <laughs> blink. <laughs> blink. <laughs> and it's right over a picture of Bill Clinton. Oh. First homo marriage, then animal marriage, and finally you can marry your car. The Democrat fantasy. This is easy because there are no Christian Democrats. <laughs> Half of them are devil worshippers, and half are atheists slash insane. I think it's time to declare liberalism as a mental illness. Yeah, good job, Michael Savage. I know it's you writing this shit. <laughs> Sick liberal perverts want to ignore American laws and the Bible. Those were capitalized. And the next, next, N-E-X, N-E-X and the next yeah, election, the Obama presidency will be called Exhibit A. Out of the White House and into prison. Maybe it's Canadian. Wow. This one's titled Angry? (laughs) Why are you so angry all the time? Are you having your period? Or does your pussy itch? Well, why don't you buy some Vagicil and shut the fuck up? You know what? That is some very good advice. (laughs) And I think it's actually like... I mean, look at it. It's just you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's on the wrong website and completely out of context. But maybe. it's very like it's very it's it's offering help. Granted, the tone is a little bit. That's true. Maybe you know, maybe they were writing to Michelle Malkin. Maybe hmm. or to S E Cup. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I think of two girls, one cup. <laughs> this one's titled your ideology oh. what is that that the far and I mean far left websites such as this one are always so hateful? <laughs> Sorry, why is it? The vile spewed out is amazing. You far-left liberals like to tout tolerance, acceptance, civility, all the mantra that on the surface looks real nice and appealing, but you do the opposite. You don't tolerate anyone or any ideology other than your own and want to dictate that to others. 
This is tantamount to communism. Wow, this dude knows some words. Wow. And he spelled it right, too. Uh, he, this guy knows what the squiggly red line means. I guess so. <laughs> um, or your code word for socialism, social justice. Is a code word? <laughs> it is really just thought control. Reasoning, oh, it's Glenn Beck. <laughs> Reasoning Americans see right through your ruse, your deception. Because I needed ruse defined for me. Thank you. This is why you are not succeeding in life. Because you have no life. You don't know how to be free. You are controlled by your master. Right, 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 right. How can you succeed or not succeed in a life that you don't have? That's a good so question. That's very existential. If you're not succeeding in a life you don't have, that's like my saying. Then you're you know succeeding. Ex- well, that that's like me <laughs> saying I am absolutely. That's like getting like sort of slamming me for being really bad at you know badminton. Yeah, or or getting pregnant. Yeah, I don't. Yeah play badminton so my being bad at it my not having any skill in it is okay yeah yeah winning (laughs) uh you don't know how to be free you are controlled by your master marcos melitzis who isn't even american the lord sees all you will reap what you sow oh we only got two left oh there's a poll yeah oh there is every week which one was the best one none of them are as good as libby libtard though love libby libtard oh that was awesome if i could draw i'd draw that character anybody out there who can draw draw us a libby libtard Ooh, and and I'll wear it on a T-shirt. <laughs> that could be that could be our our mascot. Exactly, Libby Libtard. Jew power play. Ooh, I have fallen... oh, wait, 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 wait. I know this is not on a game show. It is. It is no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> Alex. I'll take Jew power play for a thousand. No whammy. No whammy. No, no whammy, whammy. No whammy. <laughs> no, it's no hammy. No hammy. No hammy. No. Oh <laughs> yes. man. Yes. That was terrible. That was so good. That was. That actually uh, was. Okay. Oh, I felt good. <laughs> Jew power play. I have followed the events in the Middle East with increasing alarm. Maybe this is all has... this is all in sociopathic lowercase letters. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is punctuation though, so I can't actually take a breath. It's not correct. It's just in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sprinkled throughout. It appears that the entire region might fall into the hands of Jews or Jew associates. <laughs> Take Egypt. It's, it's not who you know. It's the Jew you know. <laughs> yeah. Take Egypt, for example. Whale Gonin, Gonim is an employee of Google, a Jew-financed and Jew-controlled corporation. Mohammed El-Brandai, we'll say, is a special case. Not only has he worked for a Jew-controlled entity, the Leia, L-A-E-A, I don't even know if that's right, but he's in fact a Jew himself, more sus- more specifically a crypto Jew. A crypto Jew, which I think is um, <laughs> one of the many religions that a cryptozoologist can be. Uh huh. Right? You can be crypto Christian, crypto mysterious, or crypto Jew. <laughs> <laughs> crypto mysterious or atheists, by the way. Crypto Jews are an interesting subset of Jews who basically pretend to be followers of another religion, usually Islam. What? <laughs> that would be pseudo Jew. That'd be which a, is different than a judo Jew, which knows, which knows. So wait judo. a minute. <laughs> now, what if there's a crypto Jew who doesn't like the fact that he's really a believer in Islam? Is that a self-loathing crypto Jew? It is. It is. <laughs> But God forbid he actually knows how to use somebody's uh, motion and force against him. <laughs> then he's a self self loathing crypto judo Jew. <laughs> 
This is getting difficult to say. Let's continue. Oh. And he masturbates a lot, so he's a self-abusing, self-loathed, self-loathing crypto Jew judo. Judo Jew. Wow. Makes Hong Kong Fui look pretty fucking boring. And his favorite candy is Juju Bees. <laughs> Go with that. <laughs> I hated Juju Bees, but I always bought them when I went to the theater. Because I used to when when they when I didn't sting. have when I didn't have fillings in my teeth, I used to like put two in my on my wisdom teeth and bite down really hard and hold it for like a minute and then try to open my mouth. <laughs> like I'm gonna pull out my wisdom teeth cheap. <laughs> Imagine if you did. Like in the middle, you just hear somebody in the middle of like gleaming the cube go, Motherfucker! <laughs> This movie's painful. And then you just spit blood everywhere. <laughs> Let's get back to this. Gleaming the cube? <laughs> I, I saw that like 15 <laughs> times in the theater because I worked there. the crypto Jew. Oh, man. So let's see. <laughs> While maintaining a secret Jew identity and practicing Jew <laughs> rituals in secret. <laughs> this is amazing. I've heard estimates that place the number of crypto <laughs> Jews at around 2%. I, I don't know what that is. Is that like, you know, not being good at sports and <laughs> abusing an inhaler? I don't know what that is. <laughs> they practice they, 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 well, it depends how far in, in, in you are. They practice controlling the media. No, I was thinking they practice self-diagnosis of medical conditions. Oh, there you go. With their mothers. <laughs> exactly. We're getting really, we're, we're, we're close, we're, really we're close to the edge. I know. Well, that's all right. <laughs> but it's all for fun, at least from us. We're crypto um, podcasters. <laughs> um, let's see. I've heard estimates that, T-H-E-T, I think that's an Egyptian word, <laughs> that place the number of crypto Jews at around 2% of the total Arab population. This is on the powers behind the, quote, popular revolution in the Middle East. Wow. The crypto Jews. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be awesome if crypto was spelled with a K, and then they'd all be from Krypton. Exactly. And they would all have superpowers. They walk up to Superman, and it, that sort of weakens his knees. <laughs> Um, let's see. The crypto Jews provide the local political know-how, while the finances of the revolution have been provided by the heavy artillery of the Jew hegemony, such as the Bilderberg Group and the Rothschilds. They the Rothschilds. They missed an H in uh, there. So the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds. I think they used to open the child I think used to open up for the Clash. Yeah, yeah. They were like a really, really like hardcore. Band. <laughs> really hardcore punks. The Rothschilds. Yeah. We, <laughs> we might, want your daughters. <laughs> we might see the entire region fall under Jew control and the unofficial creation of an Israeli empire. And it's not a consequence that the Jew hegemony is currently testing the same strategy here in the States as Weir's Eing. It's it's W E apostrophe R E S. Next line E E I N G. As right, that one I'll give him. That's eating. a typo. Yeah, but you know what? It's got a squiggly red line under it. Oh, uh, yeah. In Wisconsin, where this whole thing would have red lines under it, <laughs> pretty much, um, where Jew-controlled unions face off against the Jew-controlled and Jew-financed Scott Walker. <laughs> the idea is... Scott Walker. Crypto, Scott Walker. Crypto Jew. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the idea is to drive the events to the point where martial law is supposedly necessary and Wisconsin becomes controlled by the Jew-dominated federal government. 
I thought it was a Kenyan-dominated federal government now. Well, it's those famously suspicious and sneaky Kenyan Jews. <laughs> so are they sub-Saharan pseudo-crypto-Jews? Exactly. And you know what? It all comes back to Obama because when they chant how much they love Kenya, yeah. they're like, they say, Kenya! Yes, we can. Kenya. Yes, we can. That's where the whole Kenya thing came from. Exactly. See, right. yes, we can. Come on. That was fucking brilliant. That was brilliant. good. That was like good. That? You should write one of these. <laughs> I wrote that one. <laughs> um, let's see. If this is successful, we can expect to see many similar stage battles between various Jew puppets. <laughs> the, the, those two old guys on the Muppets. Exactly. And with Woody Allen in there. Woody Allen exactly. Muppet. Yeah. Uh, can you see him just popping up? I think I mean, he'd be called a whoppet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I'm, I've made a cloth. Uh, and, and the resulting incremental increases in unchecked federal power, which is essentially Jew power, Marcos. Right. Is any of this going to make my cable rates go up? Because I don't give a fuck otherwise. <laughs> Marcos, <laughs> we're witnessing the greatest Jew-engineered coup in human history, and it's yet you say Jew-geneered. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jew-engineering. Wow. Uh, and you say nothing. Why? Do you still hang on to the belief that your Jew handlers will continue to reward you if you just tow the There's official no, line? There are no Jews handling me. Remember, well, we would know that if, if that were the exactly. case. Remember that they care nothing for you, only other members of their tribe. The Jew hegemony is all about tribalism. It'd be better if it was tribidism. Money and <laughs> <It's> tribalism. <laughs> and you're not one of them no matter how hard you try. And as long as we remain silent. It's jubilism. The Jew power They're very jubilant. <laughs> relentlessly. <laughs> all it jubilism. takes for... here. Ready? Here, this is hopefully where he sells the whole thing because it's the last two sentences. Three, sorry. All it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to say nothing. So say something, Marcos. Break the silence. Wow. And his response is, dude, I have it under good authority. My Jewish handlers. That there are Jews <laughs> under your bed and in your closet. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> this is titled With Us or Against Us. I know which side I am on. Do you? And it's signed Ed Scan. He says, nope, but I'll check with George W. Bush. I'm sure he knows. Oh, my God. Holy shit. That's fucking People hilarious. actually take the time to write to places they don't like. The guy's probably somebody's gym teacher. Oh, man, huh? Let's see what else we got here. <laughs> I don't know. Tribalism. I'm telling you, it's jubilism, and they're jubilant. Hey, I'm very happy they started filming Silent Hill 2. Who's that chick right there? That is... She's kind of hot. Adelaide Clements. She's yeah, playing Heather Mason Adelaide. in Silent Hill Revelation. Is that the dude with the big cubed head? Uh, it's like a triangle, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I don't She's know. He's got a Star Destroyer for a head. Exactly. <laughs> and he carries around the biggest fucking knife I've ever seen in my life. Uh, okay, so I don't know. Um, I got to read a little bit of this. This is a rabbi proves God. Proves God what? I don't know. <laughs> it just reminds me of that one thing in Futurama where Fry just says, everybody thought I was stupid, but I proved them. This <laughs> <laughs> is as a cultural Jew, which is different than a pseudo Jew. Right. I'm especially embarrassed when someone of my quote faith tradition 
makes stupid arguments. This is by. Oh, he didn't sign it. So let me go down to the bottom here. Um, I don't. I don't have a name. It's the Jew without a name. <sighs> See, evangelical Christians can be as moronic as they want, but when a rabbi says something dumb, well, that sets my DNA on edge. Sadly, it has happened all too often. Over at, at Puff Ho, which I think is back, I don't know, Rabbi Adam Jacobs offers a reasonable argument for God's existence. The good rabbi was prompted to post by repeated assertions that most, if not all, religious systems rely solely on unsubstantiated faith to support their beliefs. So he offers up what he sees as an airtight argument for God's existence. Hmm. Here it is in one sentence. Because we don't understand how life originated on Earth, God must have done it. Oh, okay. The longer version isn't that long. So, and there's the rub. There is no evidence for it, the material origin of life on Earth. Not one of them has the foggiest notion about how to answer life's most fundamental question. How did life arise on our planet? The non-believer is thus faced with two choices. To accept as an article of faith that science will eventually arrive at a reasonable naturalistic conclusion to this intellectual black box. Hmm, not sure that's the right choice of words. Or to choose to believe in the vanishingly small odds that the astonishing complexity, intelligence, and mystery of life came about as a result of chance, which of course presents its own problems. Suppose you took Scrabble sets or any word game sets, blocks with letters containing every language on earth, and you heap them together, and then you took a scoop and you scooped into that heap and you flung it out under the lawn. There, and the letters fell into line, which contained the words, to be or not to be, that is the question. I would hope it contains some punctuation too. <laughs> that is roughly the odds of an RNA molecule appearing on earth. Dr. Robert Shapiro, Professor Emeritus Emeritus and Senior Research Scientist, Department of Chemistry at New York University. Ask yourself, do you believe in the RNA molecule? Do you accept Dr. Shapiro's Scrabble analogy as an actual possibility? Most people intuitively recognize that it's not a reasonable position to hold. I pose it, that, uh, I pose it to you all that the evidence points in an obvious and inextricable way to a supernatural explanation for the origin of life. If there are no known naturalistic explanations and the likelihood that chance played any role is widely minute, then it is a perfectly reasonable position, reasonable position to take that a conscious superior intelligence that some of us call God, sorry, that just sounded snotty to me, so I had to <laughs> read it that way, was the architect of life on this planet. Everyone agrees to the appearance of design. No. <laughs> no. It is illogical to assume it's non-design in the absence of evidence to the contrary. Ergo, Moses. <laughs> That's the author of the initial article here. Not only does Rabbi Jacobs make the common error that life's origin was purely a chance event uh, once a molecule was capable of repl replicating the manifestly non-chance scenario of natural selection would take hold, but he pulls the old creationist trick of taking a quote out of context to make it seem that a speaker said the opposite of what he really meant. Jacobs gives this quote from Francis Crick to imply that the eminent scientist couldn't accept a naturalistic origin of life. Here's the quote. An honest man, armed with all the knowledge available to us now, could only state that in some sense the origin of life appears at the moment to be almost a miracle. It's fascinating, isn't it? Just 
Like, yeah. Not to mention that I believe scientists recently found fossilized, almost like amoebas. Oh yeah. In a meteorite. Let me let me look this up and um and see what I can find here because I really think that there was some sort of evidence. Um, I'm going to type in fossilized amoeba from space. Let's <laughs> see what we get. Um, <laughs> a film in 1955 by producer. <laughs> pretty much. Oh, wait. No. Ed Wood. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Meteorite mysteries go viral. <sighs> this was updated on March Eighth, uh, NASA researchers claim that the organism from outer space have been found with a rare class of meteorites. Certainly sparked a lot of comments over the weekend from experts on astrobiology. I can't believe that Google search hit something. Um, Why? It's just weird. I never thought I would type something like that in. Um, David Morrison, senior scientist for the NASA Astrobiology Institute, told me in an email that the paper really should have been published on April Fool's Day. <laughs> um, let's see. Said so the work is garbage and voice surprised that anyone was taking it seriously. Now the Journal of Cosmology, which published the much debated paper by NASA biologist Richard Hoover, has added a batch of commentaries from a variety of researchers, researchers and others. Here are some of the folks' journals lineup. Uh, let's see. Patrick Gordon, astrophysicist at Villanova University, says Hoover presents firm evidence that fossil microbes are embedded within meteorites, but he says it's debatable whether the microbes came from Earth or from somewhere else in outer space. Uh, that seems to be the, the general gist of it, but yeah. I think it's interesting that the people are actually um, open to entertaining that idea. Because, like, what is it going to take for for, like, people to really like realize that there are billions of planets out there capable of sustaining right. life like just like just on our planet like the goldilocks zone right. is what they're calling it and i don't know um two more things and then and then we'll do break one is i signed this petition here about the texas board of education um, this is on demand progress. Uh, there's a national war on science, and the Texas Board of Education is the front line. They want to put creationists in charge of the content of science textbooks. And this is something we, we've covered a few times, actually, I think, in the past. The board has influence beyond Texas because the state is one of the largest buyers of textbooks, so their decisions could undermine what gets taught across America. The nominees to the science curriculum review team are absolutely ridiculous. They don't believe in evolution, and some of them, some of them admit they don't even believe in science at all. They texted from their iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> One said, "I really? can." Why do they tell that to their doctor? Yeah, exactly. One said, "I can find physical and written testimony that the Earth is only six thousand years old. Studying natural history can be an interesting, fun, and adventure-filled pursuit, but it is not real science." And another puts it even more bluntly. As a creationist, I believe in naturalism and the sciences to be science fiction. These people are making a mockery of science education, which could have severe ramifications across the country. So this is, will you help by signing the petition? And you can find on my Facebook page there uh, a link to it, for me personally. Um, how about we talk about the last subject when we come back from this break? Sure. Okay, it's more of a discussion point so we can uh, give Scott some time. 
from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We're just listening to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio, girlsonfilm.podomatic.com. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film, and it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mel Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies, and if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mel Zombie. Zombie, baby, you'll find out what's going on. Ken Flory, and that's out. Hi, Andy's grandma. We're here to record a new episode of Night of the Living podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He in the hole right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. This computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I think. Palaver. 
Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? <laughs> if you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at notop.com. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important. But we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. The song from this point on went for another two and a half minutes with just this chorus. Does it just fade out now? Oh, now it does. Yeah. I cut it and I faded it out. a long time. Yeah. I'm like, because we would have come back in during that. Yes. And it, it wouldn't have made any sense. All right. So we have a topic that is. Yeah. I um I look I look at a bunch of different websites obviously like Daily Coast and Topless Robot and a whole yeah. bunch of stuff like that and I go to I, there's a an atheist one that I go to and I I just I read I rarely ever post on it but I like reading and see what people have to say and one of the topics was children and Christmas okay I'm like okay this will be interesting I'm I'm curious because there are some like if people think I'm bad. They have no idea how militant some people can be with, I don't even want the word Christmas uttered around me kind of stuff. See, that's just stupid. Well, this is, this is what this topic and the, some of the people's reactions has made me not really want to go back to the site (laughs) because it was talking about what would you do? How would you, would you tell your kids about Santa? Would you have them believe in Santa? And most of them said no. 
I would tell them that he's fake when they're like five or six years old. No, that's not cool. Not at all. Um, because now let me ask you this question: Are these yeah, people who have children? I don't think they are. No, I don't think they honestly. are either. Because let me tell you, when you see the innocence of a child and the fact that they want to believe in magic, yeah, you let them. Yeah, it doesn't matter because. And I was talking with with my wife about this. It's they have more than enough time to grow up and become jaded assholes like the rest of us, right? But when they're young, that's the time. Yeah, let them have to it. to chase fairies in the garden and you know pretend butterflies are magic and stuff like that. Why are there gay people in the garden? I don't understand. Hey, hey, enough, enough. We're not reading Daily Coast anymore. <laughs> but it's it it just it really kind of kind of like broke my heart a little to see yeah, how that, that's angry some of these a little people bit are. Too. Do you want to do you want to do you want to see what some of the actual comments sure. are? Um I figure if it's online, it's fair game, right? Oh, yeah. So where do I have it? I have it here. No, that's that's the Palaver Forums for the show, which uh, is not what I want to go to right now, although I do go there a few times a day. Um, let's see. I think this one's it's just titled Christmas, I think. So I need people's opinions. This is, this is the, the poster. I'm not going to name okay. any names or anything. I need people's opinions on celebrating Christmas. As atheists, how do you feel about celebrating a primary Christian holiday? I, as an atheist, uh, no, nah, I'm not for celebrating it. I know there's a humanist holiday. Actually, this I don't think is the right one that I'm looking for. Christmas obviously is a big topic. Um, so, looks like Reverend Scott just sent the mail. Oh yeah. So, oh, where did it go? That's sad. A lot of the a lot of the discussions, like people get out what they have to say, and then it just kind of dies. Yeah, um, which is fine. So, hmm. Oh, that's sad. It's gone. Let me just make sure here. I don't know. I honestly, they have they have a bar on the side where it's the hot topics of the day, yeah. and I usually just read those. And I and I check those out. So let me see if I can do a, a quick search here. I'll just search for Santa. Um, I mean, there's there's some things. It's it's a personal belief. I mean, you're going to if you if you tell your children. Also, here's the thing. I mean, this is a website where I mean, and that that that's part of the problem with I think websites like this, both atheist and you know. Not atheist because right. you're preaching to the choir, so to speak. If I could, yeah, you know, no, take, exactly. Take, take, yeah. A, take a phrase um, because everyone on this website is either like on the same side as the people here, or right, they're like people who are Christian looking for quote unquote, you know, a fight. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's not a a a reasonable conversation in either direction. Because most of the people are saying something, and then there's sixty three thousand people agreeing with them in right varying degrees yeah i would I would have to agree with that um so it's 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 not really like it's not a discussion, it's a bunch of people in the same room going, yeah, yeah that is that is that's why I like our forums when when people used to um you know, 
discuss things. <laughs> you know, it's kind of fallen off a little bit lately, but I, I wish I wish I actually had um bookmarked it. I, I didn't. Which is which is too bad. I also didn't participate in it because my initial response was, What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> um, let me just try a couple other searches here and see what comes up. Um It might be this. Do you celebrate Christmas but for a different reason? Let me just let me just go down here. Pagans, yeah, we all know that. Um It can be a difficult time um for for people that don't believe because it is primarily based around a religion, but Yeah, I know, but but you know what though? I think as as years go as 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 time goes on, and um, people become more and what more. What was that noise? Yeah, it was weird. People become more and well, less and less religious. Mm. Okay, Christmas turns into just it's a it it it, it kind of loses its religious yeah origins. Yeah, you know, a hundred years from now, it could mean something completely different. The way Halloween true. is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things like in my house, okay, well, my wife is far more spiritual than I am. Right. Okay. I am not at all. Right. So I think I think it's about the same. My wife is kind of she wants to believe stuff, but I I think she's kind of agnostic right now to be so, honest. But my kids, it's my kids, you know, believe in Santa. Right. They, as they should. As they should. Okay. Well, I mean Olivia figured it out, but yeah, well, she's nine. Exactly, and, she's ten, and really almost smart. eleven. Holy shit, really? Yeah, she, she will is. always be nine to me. <laughs> She'll be married with two kids. I'll be like, I remember when you were nine. That was like last week. So, um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's just you know, let them have it. Yeah. You know, and it's a time that family gets together, and there's just a, a different you know sort of yeah. feel in the air. So, you know, there can be non-religious zealots as well yeah yeah i just didn't like the fact of taking away the innocence of children it yeah just, it, it it just didn't feel right yeah. you know like who who does that assholes i don't get it i really don't get it so i'm glad we're on the same page there I mean, it is definitely different and a lot of them don't don't actually have kids and a lot of them don't want them and that's fine don't if you don't want them don't don't have have them them. better than to not want them and then have them right but because there'll be plenty of times when you have them that you'll be like oh come on yeah you're killing me yeah there are actually people on there that that try maybe not on purpose but they almost make people that have kids like out to be a bad guy why would you bring a child into this world uh, because they bring you an infinite amount of joy and complete you as a person. It's, they're just wicked. How about that? Cool. And for some, it's just fun to see what they look like. That is true. That is true. Yeah, the internet doesn't do quite a good job of mashing the pictures no, together. No, it really doesn't. So but, you got to go. I mean, but I don't get it. I, I mean, mean, our fourth. I mean, he was he was the crapshoot. I mean, I got three good looking kids, and he's just like, is he? I mean, <laughs> you're not going to know for a little boy. bit, right? Yeah, he's a good looking. Oh, kid. okay. I mean, look at this boy. Everybody will be yeah. thrilled. I'll just keep talking while uh, you call up while your I pictures. Take up this picture. 
But it was the same thing when there was a there was a conversation about the ethics of eating meat. Come on. Oh, okay. You know what though? Yeah, there are no ethics good. about eating meat. Okay, it's fucking food. It's it's the treatment of it that people have issue with. I can understand if you're going to be a vegetarian for health reasons. That's, yeah, that's fine. If you want to do it for health, but don't give me this while the chickens are treated badly. No shit. Well, two fucking they're chickens. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I you know you know let me let me uh, this is this is something I had I got news of for, for you. Long those time. chickens, they if you know what, if you want to believe a certain thing, those chickens, they'll come back in another life, and you know what. There'll be people and, and they'll, they'll eat, eat chicken. chicken. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Or they'll come back as something else that eats something else. And don't, yeah. don't, this sounds like it's bullshit, but if the chickens could pen us and kill us and eat us, they would. Yeah. But they're, right? they're so dumb. They look up when it rains and they drown. Exactly. I, just, I, I don't feel bad for the chickens. The, 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 what, what is that? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's one of the sites I have open. It's just kind of beeping at me. So I'm gonna let me close down Firefox because we're pretty much done with all of this stuff. Yeah. I think so. That's we'll not GarageBand tweaking out on you, is it? No, it's still recording because I slowed the tempo down, uh, and it looks like that's, that's working. I feel so tired. So, um, yeah, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan for for whatever that you know, the, okay, I don't care why you're a vegetarian or a vegan, but you know what? I don't run around telling people to stop smoking because it's bad for them, even though I smoke for 14 years. Yeah. I just actually get a little bit sick when I smell smoke. But lighting a match kind of makes me wish I was still really? smoking. Yeah, I get the, the sting of sulfur in the nose. It's like, oh, I miss that. Who want to smell the sulfur? So there's me, you know, pining to go to hell, <sighs> apparently. But like every group has its over the top, like PETA type groups yeah i mean you've got you know animal rights you've got yeah and i'll tell food you people if, if, people who like apple computer products i don't know any of those people i'm one of those <laughs> yeah we have like six apples things in the house right now <laughs> the more when you show up too I know. but like you know for the show if i if i didn't do this show i wouldn't be bitching about religion I would just have my personal beliefs, and, and it. it would be like when we were at the theater. Yeah, it'd be like that. I wouldn't be like saying blah or whatever, because I say blah so often. <laughs> <laughs> I often walk around and just go blah. Exactly. I have actually. I've. I've. I'm kind of doing this on purpose. Like if I see somebody doing something stupid. I'll walk by him and I'll just mutter under my breath as I walk by him. <laughs> like me going to Best Buy. I watched, sound like Harrison Ford. I watched a woman on her phone walking through Walmart. I was at Walmart looking for Star Wars figures. Wow. That was the only reason I was there. And uh, Oh, and ice melt. I was looking for ice melt because for some reason they were still selling it. And um, if you just listen to people's conversations, it's fucking mind-blowing sometimes Walmart's how stupid people are. a strange place. Yeah, but I watched a woman who was pushing a cart bitching about her kid who was like four years old running around like loose and the kid took off down an aisle and she didn't even notice nice and i just walked by and i'm like fucking dumbass you know how much i I have for that kid on ebay i you know yeah no kidding especially the white ones no kidding (laughs) see we're not racist not at all um but if you hold your iphone in your hand and you have the earbuds in you can pretend you're talking on the phone yeah 
And then this other fucking idiot that was in front of me. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that cut out. So we uh, started up again. I don't go. know how to get past this this file size cap on GarageBand. I know, make smaller shows. I guess so. Whatever the fuck. So you know, I, I got GarageBand on the new iPad. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have they announced anything with mobile me yet? No. All right. Well, the new iPad's out in, what, six days? Uh, oh no! Three days. Three. Friday. Huh, how about that? Friday. So I really want one. Uh, I am supposed to read the beginning of this. Okay. Hey, Chris and Frank, this is your presidential opponent, Reverend Scott. I just wanted to let you know how great it's been to have a clean campaign with you guys. Now, fuck you, motherfucker. Now and good luck to you both in the future. Peace and love, Reverend Scott. I've never been so terrified in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the time my mom said, "Oh, it's a school night. You want to go to the movies? Why don't you? You know, you you decide. You use your best judgment." My best judgment was wrong. I was punished. All right. Well, let's let's um go right from there. Yeah. Let's see what kind of campaign news we have. This is U.S. News at Ten with your host John Simmons. Hello, I'm John Simmons. Here's our U.S. News top story. The latest preliminary poll numbers are in and are showing a 1% turn in presidential candidate Reverend Scott's favor. Oh After a heart-filled message about a clean campaign last week, many voters are switching to vote independently. When Chris <laughs> Bricklemeyer was reached for comment about his recent slip in the polls, he responded with confusion, as if he did not know what was going on saying what the hell's going on <laughs> next on u.s news we talk to glenn beck and investigate the moon how did it get there but first breaking news here first at 10 a rogue campaign message has made its way to the news studio with no return address and only a note saying being cast out from reverend scott's campaign congregation will not silence our truths we will play the audio message enclosed unedited for you now i represent the voice of reason the voice of everything you voters should think about in 2012 for this presidential election. I represent a man named Reverend Scott that believes in the institution of marriage for all men and women, unlike his atheist hater opponents, Chris and Frank. Consensual sexual relations between two adult men is exactly the same as a man having sex with a dog. <laughs> Chris and Frank's problems don't stop here. Beyond their issues with gay marriage, they are known drug abusers as well. Because I was having a speed problem. <laughs> so, just stop doing speed. When speed wasn't enough, they moved on to harder drugs and began feverishly cheating on their wives. Oh, no. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I know, huh? <laughs> porn stars, porn actresses are a hell of a drug about to mess around with this prostitute uh -huh. and uh, she takes out this big dildo. What is that? You just carry that around with you? Oh god, oh god please tell me that you've Purell'd this really really <laughs> recently. Something that she starts putting in mouth. Oh god, no, I want to go home I want to go home. Don't worry Frank, after the election you can go home and Reverend Scott can go to the White House. But until then, remember to vote for Reverend Scott this 2012 and leave Chris and Frank out in the cold left with their lies and deceit, falsehoods that run so deep to their core that they no longer know what's true anymore. They project all their inappropriate images upon Reverend Scott. Sorry. No, I saw Scott. Remember Scott? Of course I of course do. you remember Scott. We used to have a lot of really, really good times. I think Not, this is... That made it sound gay, didn't you? You know, a little, really little, little bit. Oh, well, uh, Scott. Not as much dick sucking. Oh, that's the longest thing ever. 
Is anal rape a skill? Maybe Scott could do gay porn. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But awesome. definitely good to see you, man. <laughs> this message not paid for or endorsed by Reverend Scott in any way, although I'm sure he dug it. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Butt soup. Oh, man. I'm sure he dug it. Oh. That was great. Oh, Jesus. I'm oh. taking I'm gonna take all week to try and put something together. Because oh, it's well, early now. So well worth it. Man. Oh boy. Uh, very funny. Uh. <laughs> Got to take a breath there. All right, uh, I think that's it. It's are you serious podcast at gmail dot com two zero six three three eight three zero nine four. To the eleven people that downloaded our app, which two of us are in the same in Whoa. the room here. Um, I think it's like eleven people. All right, thanks. I, I don't think the app's going to continue to work after we move. So if you want, oh, really? if you want your two dollars back, seriously, I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, so sorry. It's just, it's monetary. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Hopefully one day we can move back and the Apple will be there. and Or you can just keep it in your thing. And, or just, uh, I don't know. Trying. Trying. Just a dog trying to get a bone. Just trying. <laughs> All right. Well, one more for Reverend Scott. Penis. Motherfucker. <laughs> Words you can use. <laughs> not, not with music in the background. I'll heal you. Oh, all right, sir. show time for the takedown tonight senator john mccain played the role of jobs expert on abc yesterday somebody should have reminded abc that john mccain said this when he was running for president the issue of economics is something that i've really never understood as well as i should <laughs> that didn't stop christian anapur from asking mccain his opinion of this video which showed a house being emptied of every item not made in america what does it say to you about that empty house, but particularly its impact on jobs here in the United States? Well, I, I think it's obviously a, a recognition of the reality and the trends that uh, cheaper, lower-cost labor products uh, will usually prevail over um, products made in a higher wage and in, in income countries. But I would also point out that uh, if you'd emptied that house there, if you'd left a computer there or an iPad or an iPhone, those those are built in the United States of America. Uh, actually, John, they're all made in China. I guess you never heard about the Foxconn factory. Well, it's a Chinese factory that makes products like iPads, iPhones. Last year, more than a dozen employees committed suicide. Or how about the Chinese iPhone factory, WinTech, which 62 employees 
had confirmed nerve damage from the inhalation exposure to N-hexane, which the company admits it used illegally for nearly a year in the production process. Now you might be saying, oh, Ed, McCain's just an old dude. Leave him alone. He just made a mistake. But here's why I don't buy that excuse. John McCain is on the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. He helps make decisions on jobs in this country. And here's his solution to the American jobs crisis. And as the president said continuously, and I agree with him, innovation is the key to us being able to restore our economy. And that's got to be exports. We've got to have free trade agreements. Well, there you go again. Free trade, it's always the answer. In fact, John McCain voted to approve every free trade agreement that has come up in the Senate. He says NAFTA was a good idea, even though it resulted in a loss of more than a million U.S. jobs. John McCain and his corporate backers love these trade agreements. They help send American jobs to underpaid foreigners and make sure that products like iPhones are never made in the United States of America again. And if you think this isn't related to what's going on in Wisconsin and around the country, you better think again. When you bust unions and get rid of their bargaining power, it's easier to fire workers and ship their jobs overseas. So when I slam John McCain for not knowing iPhones are made in China, I'm not doing it because he's old. I'm doing it because... He doesn't care about the consequences. End of line.